Hello everyone, hope you've had a good week. I've got to tell you, I've had a great week. It's been a really, really good week. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you why, I'm just going to play this. But finally, provided we continue to pass the four tests, then from the 21st of June, we will go to step four and say goodbye to most remaining restrictions. Resuming large-scale events like business conferences and football matches, lifting the limits on weddings and reopening nightclubs. Yeah, that's why I've had a good week. I mean, I just can't say how much of a difference that announcement made. I don't know if it's the same with you, but just to get a bit of good news, uh, and that was Boris Johnson announcing his roadmap out of lockdown, his road to freedom, as he called it. But so much in there, I think I'm going to start with the nightclubs on June 21st. Hoping and hoping and hoping that uh, Boris and, and the government do stick to those dates. Wow, it feels so good to go back to a nightclub. There are so many songs that I always think, oh, I can't wait to hear that back in the club. Uh, so I do hope that when clubs reopen, they do a kind of playlist because I'd love. There's so many songs on there. I'd love to hear that. Nightclubs being a, I think, the time when we can finally go. We are back to normal. Uh, so what what a feeling that will be. I'm a big football fan, some of you might know. So the idea of stadiums and people returning to stadiums is exciting. Uh, the Euros are scheduled for this summer. That takes place over June and July. Uh, so I actually think many people or some people who know me uh, might call me a bit overly optimistic sometimes. But I'm going to say it because I think it's important. I think a bit of optimism is good. I mean... There's a slight fear of optimism at the moment. I think maybe quite rightly people are a bit cautious. Uh, but I think the news on Monday means we are in for a one. Well, we're in for one hell of a summer. I would call it probably, you know, one of the best summers ever. It's going to be magical. I can't wait for it. Um, some good memes this week. Uh, lots of memes reacting to the news on Monday. Uh, I'm going to share one with you. I found this hilarious, actually. It was very funny. Uh, so it's a, it's a graphic setting out... Um, the roadmap out of lockdown uh, and it says step 1a on march the 8th get drunk with one friend in the park march 29th step 1b get drunk with five other people in your garden april 12th step 2 get drunk in pub garden with five other people on may 17th get drunk inside the pub with five other people and step 4 june 21st the magical june 21st it says book week off work Get really drunk inside or outside, hug everyone and tell everyone you love them. Brilliant. But on to the story for this week. Really interesting story, this one. And it's on the rise of Bridge, and particularly online Bridge, during lockdown. So you may be thinking, well, what is Bridge? Bridge is a card game. It's played by more than 220 million worldwide. Uh, and it's regarded, well, it is the most popular card game in the world. Um, I always feel a bit like Jeremy Clarkson when I say that sentence in the world. I'm not going to do the impression. Um, in its most basic format, Bridge is basically a table of four with two competing partnerships. So you play in pairs. Now, there is an impression, and I, I, I hence, and I stress the word impression here, um, that Bridge is a game for those of a more senior age, maybe a game that your parents or grandparents play. That's an impression, uh, and find out later on in my interview whether that impression is a fair one. Um, but during lockdown, the game has been attracting younger players. Now, why? Well, that's because of apps and online platforms like Funbridge, iBridge Plus, Bridge Base Online, and Real Bridge Online. 
uh, and they've made the game more accessible to beginners and a younger audience. Um, so for many actually starting up right now, their experience of Bridge is entirely virtual. Um, and that's an interesting thing to think about. You know, they may have never actually held a deck of cards in their entire life. Uh, but for those who have been playing the game for a number of years, these platforms have allowed them to replicate their bridge nights uh, that they'd no- normally go down to the local club and participate in. Real Bridge Online, a uh, platform we'll touch on later, actually has a live video feature um, so players can see their friends, family uh, as they play bridge. And I think that social element is such a big part of the game. So it's great that these platforms are able to replicate that. But it's not the only game that's experienced a boom during lockdown. Chess, online chess, uh, has shot up. I've I've spoken to a number of people, actually, who have got into online chess. Uh, And this is following The Queen's Gambit. That's had a big factor in it. The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, the hit Netflix series. It's basically about an orphan who tries to become a chess champion, um, but also struggles with alcohol and uh, and drugs as well. Uh, I would really recommend you watch it. It's great. Um, But that has caused a big rise in, in online chess. I was looking today, I've been told about Twitch, which is a streaming website, uh, and, and chess is actually being streamed on there. That's a really popular thing for many people to go and watch. And it's massive. I was, as I, said, I was looking at it today, and there are literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people streaming their chess matches right now. Uh, and it's just a whole new world. But in a good, you know, it's attracted so many people to the game, so it can only be a good thing. But this week, I spoke to Richard Evans who has been running a bridge club in Suffolk since 2007, called Stansfield Bridge Club. Uh, in normal times, the club would obviously meet in person in the village hall, and as Richard will tell you later on, it's a very social occasion. But lockdown has meant that this isn't possible, and Richard has moved the entire club online via Bridgebase Online, one of the online bridge platforms, uh, and recently they've joined Real Bridge Online. Uh, So I spoke to him about the impact that this technology has had on his club, uh, but also to get his take on the changes going on in the world of bridge right now. Richard, how are you? I'm fine. Very good to see you, Freddie. Thank you for coming on. So in this episode, we're talking about the rise of online bridge during lockdown. Um, It seems to have taken off. Uh, And from your perspective, you've been running Stansfield Bridge Club since 2007. Um, I just wanted to start for a listener... Um, who's tuned into this why should why should they or why should people want to play bridge what's the appeal of the game well firstly it's the game itself it's been described as the world's best card game and I don't think anybody who's played it would disagree with that it is a game of skill Uh, every hand is different Uh, and dare it be said it is rather addictive Um, a bit like I suppose golf, you know, people get hooked by it. There's also the social element, which is very important. Uh, in normal times, you know, uh, clubs get together at village halls and wherever and uh, and meet. And for Stansfield, for example, we always have a break at half time. Uh, a glass or two of wine is taken. Members take it in turn to prepare some lovely nibbles. So it really is a social occasion where bridge happens to be played. Uh, at certain clubs, the bridge is far more serious. But they're the two reasons. It's a great game and it, it's, a, it's a social event as well. And for someone who has the impression that, well, it's a game that my parents play or my grandparents play. Yep. Do you think that's fair? What, what would you say to a younger viewer um, who may have that impression? I think it's, uh, to an extent, it is a fair impression. Most bridge clubs, um, uh, I suppose, 
there aren't that many people under the age of 50, although what has been very interesting during the past year is that actually younger people are taking up the game. Why? Because, well, they want something to do to fill their time. Uh, and hey, they can play it online. It's quite um, sexy, dare it be said, and not the, not the old game that their grandparents or parents play. So yes, by and large, it is played by people probably 50 plus, but there are a lot of young people, very good young players, and more young people wanting to learn the game, which obviously from our perspective is very encouraging. Have you noticed that at your club, um, any younger members joining up? Um, one or two. I think um, where it's really taking off is um, in towns maybe more than the countryside because people are more restricted, um, and we're not seeing evidence of that yet because to join a club, you want to be a, playing a couple of years. So they're still learning. But we, I, I can see in a, a year's, two years time, they may well come through. Brilliant. And if you could just introduce the platforms you're using. So you use BridgeBase Online and RealBridge Online. Yeah. Uh, could you run through how those platforms work? And uh, Sure. Yeah. I mean, when we were, well, were shut down in April, we obviously decided... We, we wanted some bridge, so we went online. And really, the only platform available was BridgeBase Online, known as BBO. Um, uh, it's, it's American run. Uh, it, it does a very good job. Um, you play with a, with a laptop or an iPad. Um, the cards automatically come from a hand. You can, you've got your partners playing as well. You can't see them. But it, it, you know, it provided a lot of, still does produce, pr provide a lot of opportunities to play bridge. And then, hey, Real Bridge turned up. The delight about that, that was designed by some very clever people down the road in Cambridge. And that has taken off. And the reason it has taken off, Real Bridge, you have got live video. So when you're playing a hand, you can actually sort, see the other three people around the table and you can chat to them. So that has really revolutionized it. Um, we're currently running one session with Real Bridge on a Thursday, which tends to be our more sociable, social night and one session with BBO on a Tuesday. But I think in time, probably it'll be all real bridge because it just makes such a big difference. You can see and chat to people. Um, and I noticed from the website, it's key that people turn off the background music, basically. Uh, yeah, we've had some interesting uh, early incidents. Um, you, you have to play somewhere quiet. Um, so uh, in the early, early sessions, we had somebody um, with their washing machine suddenly revving up and it sounded like a Grand Prix motor car taking off. Another one, uh, a husband came in and demanded, where's my tea? Well, so that was, that was broadcast to about 80 people. So, but they're learning. Um, they're now trying to find somewhere quiet to play. Uh, and, and, and that's worked well. And there are a few technical things, what you, the way to operate it, but people have clicked into those fairly quickly. And do you see what are the sort of benefits and drawbacks? You see, how does it kind of, how well does it replicate your normal experience? It's, it's as close as it's going to get because you can, being able to see and chat to people that you haven't seen for nearly a year. I actually found it quite emotional and I know other people have as well. And they they've absolutely love it. The fact that they, they can talk and chat to people um, it's as close as you're going to get to the real thing. And there are certain advantages. I mean, one of the advantages on online bridge, you don't have to get in a car 
drive on a cold night with icy roads to the village hall. Um, here, you just go into your quiet room, hopefully the study or wherever, and you're playing bridge. And uh, when it's finished, you go and pour yourself a glass of wine or whatever. Can you talk about the impact it's had on your membership and how yeah. it's given them a sense of, I guess it's given them a sense of routine? That yes, it's, it's been, uh, in normal times, pre-lockdown, if we got 10 tables, i.e. with four people at each table, 40 people, that was a good night. And when we started off online, it, it started at about 10 tables and crept up quite quickly because we were one of the first clubs to go online. So we attracted people from outside our membership. And so the tables crept up and up and up and got to about 18 tables on BBO. We then started Real Bridge about a month, six weeks ago. Last Thursday, we had 22 tables, that's 88 people. The membership has gone up from 130 to 185, which is just staggering. Uh, we have one member who lives in Nova Scotia uh, because he plays with his cousin who lives in Bury St Edmunds. Uh, we've got other players from various parts of England and all over Suffolk. And now, I'm, when, when, when the pandemic is over, some of those members won't come back. We understand that, that's fine but it has drawn in a lot of new people, which is uh, great for the club's finances. Yeah, well, I mean, I saw that on the website. Um, so Nova Scotia, it's near Canada, is it in Canada? Canada, yeah, yeah. He's, um, I, I put something on the website. He, I think he lives about two and a half thousand miles away. And, and I, had, I don't think members had any idea that, you know, Steve who turned up every Thursday uh, was near Canada and, and uh, but, Anyway, they know now, but um, yeah, we got people from all over the place. And, and the, it's, it's interesting how many people are now playing with relations. I, I, I play quite a bit with my uh, niece who I don't see, well, I haven't seen at all, obviously during, or seen very little during the pandemic. And uh, I think that's an added factor for some people, you know, they can, they can play bridge with, 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 with relations. Yeah. Is it, um, what other countries play bridge a lot? Is it, is it, a UK-based game, or is it actually... No, it's, it, it's very worldwide. Uh, the US, it's huge in the US. Um, Italy, Italy, a very, very top nation. Mo I mean, all European countries. I, I can't think of a country apart from probably North Korea where bridge isn't played. Um, it's, it's hugely popular, so it's, 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 glo it's global. Okay. When we spoke before, you've described actually your role running these sessions, especially with uh, Bridge Base Online. I wonder whether you could share that because it's a hugely impressive operation. Yeah, the, the early days, it was like flying an aircraft uh, blindfolded because we had to learn effectively how to run a website via, uh, via a laptop. And uh, you, you'll, re you'll realise I'm not a teenage techie by any chance, uh, but there's myself and another guy called Paddy who actually was very knowledgeable on databases and we slowly learned how to do it. Now, you know, we think nothing of it at all and actually running RealBridge is even easier than running BBO. But in the early days, you know, we were both operating. Um, I'd be here, Paddy would be on the line and we'd be chatting, well, what do we do now? Um, but we, we, we learned, we've, we've had to learn a hell of a lot of new skills, um, but now it seems fairly straightforward. You've talked about it earlier, Post-lockdown, what role do you see the technology playing? Uh, this is the great unanswered $64,000 question. 
will everybody just go back to the village hall halls as it was before? No. Online is here to stay. There's no question about that. The only question is what extent will it be online and to what extent will it be what we call face-to-face -face bridge? Um, nobody knows the answer to that, but I think everybody believes that online has uh, many advantages. For example, in the old days, we'd have a Suffolk league and we'd drive right across Suffolk for a game of bridge and then drive back again for a team's match. That won't happen. We'll play those matches online yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but I think most clubs hopefully will get back so there is that social interaction. I'm, I'm sure that will happen. But I don't see us getting 22 tables at Stansfield Village Hall ever, uh, whereas we, that's what we get online. And have you got anything planned for when you do go back? Any... Well, our finances are looking very flush. Um, <laughs> there's there's going to be... The question, it's not a question of whether we have a party, it's a question of how many parties we have. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we're certainly going to have one when we get back for members, but we also want to have one for those visitors who've supported us over the last 10, 11, 12 months. Um, so, uh, yeah, there'll be a couple of parties and a lot of celebrating, and I think a lot of hugging as well. But yeah. <laughs> well, enjoy the partying, Richard. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. And actually, congratulations for everything you've done at Stansfield because it just sounds like incredible, incredible achievement. Well, that's very kind, Freddie. It's, it's been fun, and that's what Bridge should be. Well, Bridge should be fun, and that interview was fun. Really, really good fun, and revealing as well. I mean, Richard there talking about the impact that this technology has had on his club, uh, you know, generating a whole new audience and a whole new type of membership. And Steve from Nova Scotia, you know, all the way from Canada joining his club. I mean, it's, it's unheard of. Uh, and also talking about the huge increase in membership that they've had, you know, 88 people playing on a club night, 22 tables. It's staggering. It really is. Um, but I think we can maybe focus a bit too much on the tech. And I think it's also a story of leadership and of, well, of Richard as well. I think he's done, and I wanted to say congratulations in the interview, because I think he's done an extraordinary job of getting his members onto these platforms, introducing them to these platforms, uh, and also running these sessions, which isn't an easy thing at all. Um, so yes, technology has played a huge part, but also people have as well. And I don't think we should ever lose sight of that. Um, but I hope you enjoyed that interview with Richard. I hope you have a good week um, and I'll see you again soon.